The Flying Scientist Podcast, Episode 1. My name is Steve Knight, and I'm a scientist. I trained in biochemistry and chemistry at Aston University and graduated with a very undistinguished third-class honours degree in 1982. Not sure what career I should pursue, I eventually fell almost into becoming a salesman for a scientific instrument company based in southwest London. I really had no idea what I wanted to do at the time of my graduation, but a good friend of mine, Matthew, came round to my flat one day with his sparkly new Ford Sierra in pearlescent white paint and with rather wonderful headlights and said, I've got this sparkly new job as a salesperson. I'm selling kidney machines to the National Health Service. You could do this. Well, at the time I couldn't because I didn't have a driving licence. But with a bit of encouragement from Matthew, I donned a suit and went out with him for a day touring the uh, East and West Midlands Health Authority areas, talking to pretty nurses about kidney dialysis. It seemed incredibly easy to me. You just have to chat them up, be nice to them, and they'll order things from you. What could be more difficult than that? So with a small legacy from my recently deceased grandmother, I set about learning to drive. Once I'd obtained my driving licence, Matthew kindly furnished furnished me with the details of some recruitment agencies who could get me a job in scientific or healthcare selling. And thus, from September 1984, I was proudly appointed as the Midland Area Sales Representative for VA Howe & Co., a family-run distributor of scientific instruments based in Wandsworth in London. My territory included most of the Midlands counties of Great Britain surrounding Birmingham, which was fortunate because my flat at the time was just off of Junction 4 of the M6 motorway in Coles Hill. I could be on the motorway and heading for, say, Shrewsbury or Manchester or even down to the office in London in just under five minutes. And in those days, there was quite often a number of people trying to hitchhike from that junction and so I quite often picked them up just to have some company on the journey and met some very very interesting people. My career progressed to the point where I became a product specialist for the company and then I transferred to an organisation called Ciber Corning Analytical based in Halstead in Essex a place to which I had never visited, but who were looking for a Midland area salesperson of their own and uh, paying more money than VA Howe, I was quite tempted to take up the offer. That commenced in January of 1987 and very soon they decided that a product specialist really ought to be based in the office and I should move down to Halstead which I duly did and I'm very pleased to say I've been here ever since. It's a delightful little town Uh, At one point it had really terrible connections by road and could often take more than an hour to reach the motorway network at uh, Stansted. These days it's provided with a a better connection via the newly dualed A120 to Braintree and the Braintree bypass itself, which means we can get to the airport in about 25 minutes 
which is very tolerable. The real story continues with my employment at Seba Corning and the time when I received a call out of the blue from my boss, one David Ruxton, saying, Steve, the product manager, Paul Stockton, has just resigned and we need somebody to go to Finland. Oh, I said, that sounds quite interesting. Um, When would that be? Well, um, tomorrow would be good because we've got a trade show opening there and he's supposed to cover it, but I don't want to send him. I'd rather send you. I didn't need much encouragement to say yes to an all-expenses-paid trip to Finland, having not travelled outside the country on business uh, before. So I duly packed my bag and was booked a flight from Manchester Airport with the Scandinavian Airlines system, changing planes at Copenhagen. It was to be a 5.20pm departure from Manchester Ringway Airport on the short, stubby DC-9 Series 21, operated by SAS, Scandinavian Airlines Systems, specifically because of its short runway performance in poor weather conditions, which meant it could land in some of the more far-flung corners of the SAS network in the Scandinavian countries. Looking back on it, that was a classic aircraft to be flying on and to be making your first international business trip, but I didn't know that at the time. We landed in Copenhagen and I had about an hour to transfer to the flight to Helsinki where we touched down just before midnight, having lost two hours to the time difference. I really didn't know where I was going. I'd been given a hotel address and a name, but I was to get a cab at this late hour from Helsinki Vantar Airport into the uh, city or as I thought to the hotel so I hailed the cab from the forecourt and asked them to take me to the Calistaja Torpa Hotel apparently it means Fisherman's Lodge that should have given me some idea that it probably wasn't in the middle of the city as we seemed to be driving for ages through the endless silver birch forests of Finland the flat countryside wide roads very little traffic and by this time half past midnight it was quite a surreal experience Uh, we suddenly turned off of the main road and headed through the trees down towards the hotel which was situated on a long sweeping curve of lake the hotel itself curving to the edge of the water and with most rooms giving a panoramic view across the lake It was long, it was low, it was all fitted out with Scandinavian wood in a minimalist style, and it was like nothing I'd ever stayed at before. I quickly checked into my room, and exhausted after my long journey, caught up on some sleep. The next morning, I came down for breakfast and met the team I would be spending the week with at the Finnish Chemical Congress. I was struck immediately on meeting the uh, Finnish distributor that he was a very, very nice guy and he had several very pretty young ladies with him at the table, one of whom was Susanna Leavonen, his uh, effectively personal assistant but also a product specialist, and then a statuesque dark-haired Scandinavian lady called Eva Clausen who had come in like me for the show 
to support them as a product manager. Ava and I hit it off famously uh, straight away and we had a very, very enjoyable week in Finland. We went clubbing in Helsinki Club, drinking their extremely expensive and really quite weak lager, but topping that off with cocktails made with the polar liqueur, a speciality of Finland made from cloudberries that grow above the Arctic Circle. When mixed with Tokai sweet wine from Hungary, it makes a delicious aperitif and a great way to uh, top off the, uh, the weak beer. The girls were quite up for clubbing every night and I was quite young at the time. I would have been about 25 or 26. So we, uh, we had a really good time in uh, Finland that week. I learned a little bit of Finnish and I also learned a bit of Swedish because 4% of the population of Finland also speaks Swedish. Following on from that first trip in 1989, there was really no stopping me. I really had the bug for international business travel and I found that I liked the actual experience of travelling passing through the airports, meeting different people, travelling on different airlines, and, of course, uh, taking lots of photographs of aeroplanes, which had always been a hobby of mine, even before I started. So I owed it all to Paul Stockton's sudden resignation and my elevation to the lofty heights of product manager to be uh, fortunate enough to be on that first plane to Copenhagen. Since then, I've travelled on more than 1,300 separate commercial flights, mostly for business. I've visited 66 countries. I've made literally hundreds of friends in the distributors and the companies I've worked with around the world, many of whom I'm still in contact with after all of these years. And up until the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, I was still notching up 30 to 40 flights a year in pursuit of sales of scientific equipment around the world. In the podcast, I'm going to cover a number of these in detail and relate to you some of the anecdotes which have really come to form the backbone of my experience over the last 35 years of travelling. Some of them are funny, some of them are tragic, some of them are a bit of both, and I do hope that you will enjoy them all. Do feel free to let me know what you'd like covered, uh, or if there's any particular aspect you'd like me to talk about. I think in the next episode, we'll look at some of the other interesting travel that I did with Ciber Corning, and then we'll move forward from there through the various employers I've had over those years. I've been laid off five times, so it's been a portfolio career, working for a number of different manufacturers, but always in export sales.